Welcome to the Believe Podcast, a conversation between friends over a passage of scripture. I'm Carolyn Kirsten. And I'm Marvin Williams. And today is episode 61. We are looking at Hebrews uh, chapter 11, verse 20, which is about Isaac. Yeah, yeah. So wow. Moving through the patriarchs here. Yep, yep. These are very, I would say, I was going to say there, these are very important people. I think all of the Bible, all of the people in the Bible are very important people, but, um, but these are cornerstones of, um, of, of, um, of Israel's yes. life and, and, uh, lifeblood. So have a question for you. Okay. How have you seen God answer your prayers for your children? Mm. Um, I can think many ways from, you know, big dramatic things. I think I talked about the ambulance ride with Drew when he had a seizure in a previous episode, (laughs) you know, and thinking like, okay, from here on out, life is different. I mean, but how God fully healed him. That was really a non-medical thing to, I mean, our oldest Jonathan is engaged. So those prayers for a future spouse coming to fruition. Um, And then just, I mean, those character quality things of sometimes those challenges that we saw in particular children and seeing how God has grown them um, doesn't necessarily take away those challenging qualities, but, but seeing how God has grown them and how he's been faithful for sure. Yeah, I, I, I can, man, I can, uh, I concur. Uh, there, there were times when, you know, Tanya and I would be praying for, um, our kids when they, they were always fighting, uh, arguing with each other and even being mean to each other. And mm-hmm. so, so to see them now and how they are for each other, they are supportive of each other. That to me is, um, is so, is, is so cool. Um, they, you know, they, they do have their own um, walk with Jesus. They kind of, yeah. they're cutting their own path. And so that was something that we prayed for when we dedicated them back to God and and now to see them not without their, you know, their falls and obstacles and crisis of faith and that sort of thing. But the, the fact that they are walking uh, with Jesus um, is one of the, one of the prayers that we prayed and, and mm-hmm. God has answered that. So, mm-hmm. um, so so today, and part of the reason where we're talking about that today, we're talking about Isaac, and um, and one of the um, one of the things that Isaac did before he died is that he blessed his children. Yes. He blessed his children, Jacob and Esau. And, um, and so some people might not know, uh, you know, the story of Jacob and Esau. Um, so let's talk a little bit about yeah, that. Yeah, because this Hebrews 11 verse 20 is just one sentence about the yeah, story. So yeah. by faith, Isaac blessed Jacob and Esau concerning things to come. So much we can expand on. So Isaac, if we think back to our last episode, we focused on um, Abraham sacrificing his son, being asked to sacrifice his son. And that is the son, Isaac. Yeah, if he had sacrificed him, we wouldn't be talking about it. Yes, (laughs) that's right. That's right. So here we are. Um, Now, Isaac, this verse refers to the end of his life, but he had two sons, uh, Jacob and Esau. They were twins. And we see throughout a lot of Isaac's story. I mean, I was even thinking about the fact that Isaac had to know Without a doubt, um, his blessedness and the, I mean, because he knew he was 
uh, well, when we referenced it, these important people, Abraham, yeah. Isaac, and Jacob, yeah. those are the those are the known <laughs> patriarchs of Israel. Isaac knew his position. He knew his identity as that firstborn son of Abraham. His dad was going to be the father of many nations, and that was going to be through him. Yep. So he had, he knew he had a purpose, um, and he knew he was the fulfillment of God's promise, which, I mean, is a heavy burden on the one hand, but I also think what an assurance to yeah, know absolutely. God has a plan for me. Yep. Yep. And, and so then when we see him blessing his sons out of his own blessing, He's carrying that on. So, yeah, I, I just think that is such a uh, it, it's a it's a powerful uh, image and picture of a father, a parent blessing their children, speaking words yeah. about their future, speaking words of God's purposes over over their uh, their lives, and 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 I don't think we can underestimate the power of our words over our children's lives. Um, just like just like like words that words can crush them. Like mm -hmm. you are, you know, how that inner critic begins to talk. You right. are stupid. You're unimportant. You never get things right. Never get things right. And just like those words can crush and embitter, uh, there's something so significant about a parent saying you are, um, you are God's treasure child, or you are smart, or you are witty. Um, God has a purpose for your life. And I think we see, we see Isaac speaking words of importance and words of blessing over his sons, which I think is, um, I, I think it, it did kind of give them a sense of, um, God has a plan. God has a purpose for, you know, for our lives. And then we, we do actually begin to see that. But, you know, if, if, if your words, if you're a parent and you're listening to this, your words are so, so significant over your children's mm -hmm. lives. And I think just, just periodically taking the time to sit our kids down, look them in the face, put a hand on their shoulder and look them in the eye and say, this is what I see in you. And don't let anybody ever tell you differently. And so I just think yeah. I, such a such an important word, a word of blessing over our children. And that is hugely important for parents to do to their children, but that can be any of us. Absolutely. Can yep. speak those words of blessing. I mean, I, you know, somebody's birthday or whatever, I try to, or even writing a thank you note trained by a good thank you note writer and my mother, but <laughs> writing those specific character qualities that you see in someone and being as specific as you can, whether you're saying that verbally, whether you're putting it in a text, whether it's a handwritten note, those words of blessing are so powerful and yeah, they really yeah. do. I mean, I've had people say, I saved that note that you wrote yeah. or your text, your birthday texts always mean a lot because you, um, you know, say such nice words or something like that. Yeah, but, yeah. but it is because it is powerful when yeah. you take the time. I, I love how um, one of the other versions, instead of saying he blessed them concerning things to come, it said invoked future blessing, yeah, yeah. which that is what our words do. They speak life into other people and they do invoke a future blessing. Like when we are told that we are a hard worker or that kindness flows out of us or we reflect um, Jesus's character, like, well, then I'm going to live into that. Yeah. And I think Isaac, <clears throat> I mean, I'm just assuming that he knew who he had had that said about th those kinds of things said about him. He then knows the power of that. He's passing that on to his sons. Yeah. Now, 
I do think it's important to clarify what a blessing is not. When it talks about invoking a future blessing, this is not like you will be a billionaire yeah, exactly, or whatever, like exactly. making these fortune cookie predictions about, right, right. but we're talking about character, God's character that you see reflected in somebody, things that we know that are true in scripture, that we are God's workmanship. There's so many things that we know that are true of our identities, no matter who we are. Yeah. And then those specific qualities that we can speak about yeah. to people's lives. I, I think that is so, so key um, in terms of re receiving that from other people, receiving it from God. But I think there's a caveat, there's a warning here, uh, at least at least a um, something for us to consider. And that is when people say those things about us, I think we have a, a tendency and a temptation to deflect because it's like, oh, no, I, I have failed so many times that can't be true of me. Uh, or, um, you know, we sit at the table and we have, you know, what many call the imposter syndrome. It's like, oh, no, that can't be me. Yeah. And yet um, it is the words of God um, through people that um, that I think are important for us to relax in. Uh, sometimes I think we try to live into not not contradicting what you just said. I think sometimes we try so hard to live into what people said, say, rather than just relax in what God has said and what God has said through other people. So um, so I think just just um, again, powerful, powerful words If someone. If God brings someone in your life and blesses you, don't deflect, relax in it, receive it, yeah. because that's something that God has placed in their mouths for you. And um, and I think that can help us in so many different ways. And um, so I think, you know, again, not this future, you're going to be rich, but the, the, the invoking the blessing of this is what God says about you. And he has a purpose for, you know, purpose for your life. Yeah. And we do need to also mention with Isaac, I mean, when you mentioned the imposter syndrome, Isaac was not the perfect child. That's right. He had, um, I mean, what we haven't, so Jacob and I, or Jacob and Esau were twins. They were battling with each other in the womb. And unfortunately, when they're born, the parents pick like pick favorites. It yeah. openly says that favoritism. Um, and then as we see the boys continue to have conflict and we'll talk more about Jacob's story in the next episode, yeah. but um, Isaac doesn't really seem to do anything. He's pretty, has some passivity issues, I think. <laughs> so when we're talking about, I mean, it's, it's just true with all of these guys yeah. that yes, we're, there are things that we can admire about them and that we can, um, seek to emulate, but also always remember these are fallen sinners just like us. Yeah, and yeah. it's not their amazing, impeccable character or fabulous choices 100% of the time that made them make it in this Hebrews 11. It's because of what they understood about God's character yeah. and um, and their faith. Big, small, growing, stumbling. It, it That's what it's really based on. Isaac believed that bigger story. I think this is interesting. We kind of looking back at Abraham um, in Genesis 12, one, God said, I will bless you. And yeah, then we see yeah. Genesis 24, one. So this is after Isaac is, um, it's actually the chapter that begins when Abraham sends out his servant to go get a wife for Isaac. It says, Abraham was now old, getting on in years, and the Lord had blessed him and everything. Yeah. So we yeah. see that fulfillment. And Isaac is growing up in this. Like he's seen, oh, and I'm sure 
that that is talked about all the time of how God has said that he's going to bless us and look how he has done it. Yeah. That's even a way that we also speak life into our kids is showing them how God is at work in our lives and around us, drawing attention to that. Um, so Isaac was in that frame of this bigger story, this blessing that he was experiencing wasn't because anything he did. Absolutely. Absolutely. But because of, but as being a chosen person, um, it was based on God's character and his faithfulness. Yeah. I, I love, I love that. And that, that helps us to, I, I think that kind of statement, that kind of thinking kind of when we get too high on our horse to say that it's because of me that God has blessed. Yeah. This is a, a great story as well, as well as we see through uh, with all of the patriarchs is that it really is the faithfulness of God and not the faithfulness of us. We fail, we are broken. Um, and yet God fulfills his promises through broken people. And if you're listening and you think that you are too broken to be used by God. Um, we see this throughout all of the characters that we see in the Hebrews passage that um, that God uses broken people. He uses people who who are inadequate and um, his purpose, his purposes are the most important thing he gets. We, we are privileged to get to be used by him to accomplish um, to accomplish his purposes. And uh, and so I just I love the fact that another thing that kind of shows that God will do his sovereign purposes. Um, typically, it is the oldest that is blessed. Yeah. And, and God does a reversal. He, he actually says, I, I know that you have, um, you know, your natural preferences, your, I know that you have your natural intent, uh, intentions where the oldest is blessed first. And yet God does a reversal and he blesses, uh, he blesses Isaac as opposed to Esau because Esau came out first and mm -hmm. should have received the blessing. And, um, and yet God gave, um, God ended up giving the blessing yeah, to Jacob, uh, to the, Jacob. Younger yeah, the younger brother. Yes. And so, so God, again, God, God says, listen, I will do, um, I will do anything to accomplish my purposes and what you think I will do. Um, I will show up, I will show up differently. And, mm -hmm. uh, and, and again, that, that kind of unnerves us sometimes that God works that way. And yet part of the, th the growing faith in us, we are giving over our, our lives, present lives and future lives to a sovereign God. And, and he invites us to accept his plans and not resist them. Yeah. Um, Isaac's story to, is in many chapters in the book of Genesis. We, I'm not sure that we've said that. It's starting in Genesis 17 all the way through 35. Yeah. He is his lifetime. And there are so many different scenes. I mean, to do a 20-minute episode on Isaac really <laughs> cuts him short. But can I just highlight one little thing? Okay. I do love at the end of Genesis 24. All right. So, at the beginning, I had mentioned this, that Abraham sent his his servant to go find a wife for Isaac. And then there could not be, like, this is classic romantic movie scene <laughs> when uh, Rebecca is his, going to be his future wife. And she's coming, she's coming back, to, well, coming for the first time, to meet Isaac. And it says, let me find it here a second, um, in verse 62 now Isaac was returning from Beer 
Lalal Roy, I don't know how to say that, but <laughs> for he was living in the Negev region. In the early evening, Isaac went out to walk in the field, and looking up, he saw camels coming. Rebecca looked up, and when she saw Isaac, she got down from her camel and asked the servant, Who is that man in the field coming to us? The servant. You got your romantic voice I on. I do. Well, can't you just see it? So they, they, they catch, they make eye contact. He's down in the valley and she's up on the hill. I can just totally picture it. And I love that that's the Bible. That's so fun. So that's their first meeting. Their eyes meet. <laughs> And that's the be- wonderful beginning. Now, it all, just feels like you have to read it that way, right? I know. <laughs> and don't you see? Yeah, I, I movies. They they just got their ideas for even that from the Bible. <laughs> so fun. Now their marriage, as we previously mentioned, then they got into this whole favoritism thing, right, and there was right, some right. deception going on, and that's n- not something that's uh, admirable so much. But I do just think that yeah. just a fun setting that I can clearly picture in my mind. <laughs> well, that, that's, you know, it's, it's pretty, it's pretty interesting that, um, that even when we are for, for those who are not married and, and, and not just for relationships, but it seems that God blesses as we are obeying yeah. uh, as, and, and, and again, sometimes it is a relationship. Sometimes as you are obeying God, if you're a single person, God brings that person. Um, and, and that person, you know, maybe, maybe you're not looking per se. And, and as you're obeying God, God brings that person along. And so does it happen that way all the time? I, you know, I don't probably not, but the fact that he was obeying God, that he was listening to God, um, I, I think God blessed him with, uh, you know, again, blessed him with a wife. So. Yeah. And then cool. we even see reflections of that in 25, uh, Genesis 25 verses 20, verse 21, when um, Rebecca's barren, she's not able to have children. And it says, Isaac prayed to the Lord on behalf of his wife, which yeah. I just think is yeah. a beautiful thing, too, yeah. um, for husbands Love and wives that. to Love pray that. for each other. But for all of us, Love like that. knowing someone is in need and lifting them up in prayer is a powerful, powerful thing. And and that is a, as we go, yeah. as we're going through life and these needs or these concerns arise, that we're linking arms with each other yeah. and lifting each other up. Um, and, and I think we that's come a powerful example. Yeah. Yeah. And we come full circle. We started with um, uh, Isaac uh, blessing his children. And and um, and you just mentioned we see even Isaac blessing his wife by mm-hmm. praying, praying for her. So, mm-hmm. again, just uh, uh, again, Isaac, not perfect, but it is a is an example of someone who trusted God, who faithed in God, who had yeah. this un wavering um the sense of confidence that god would fulfill uh, his promises so so what what can we believe about god and ourselves and others yeah i i do think what stands up for me believing about god is that he has a plan for us yeah. like that had to have been so clear for isaac and and that's not just for isaac like god has a plan for us we get to read his story yeah. and see those yeah. details unfold but that is encouraging to me that god has a plan and even when i don't know the whole whole thing yeah. i mean that's also been a common thread with a, many of these people um is trusting for the next step and the next step but i that's that's what i'm holding on to believing about god and for myself and others I think knowing that he has a plan and then trusting him in that plan. And yeah. I do love that Isaac prayed for Rebecca. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, 
and even as we started, you know, how prayers that we've seen answered for our children, those are powerful stories to remember. I prayed and here's how I saw God work. Yeah. Um, I think that's just a powerful thing we can do. Yeah. I, th- I think for me, it is that God uses imperfect people. Um, he uses imperfect people to accomplish his purposes. And um, we see that in Abraham's life. We see it now in Isaac's life. And we're going to see it in Jacob's life as well um, in, in, a, in the next episode. But, but that God uses perfect people, imperfect people. And I love that because I'm, I'm imperfect. I fall. I'm broken. Um, and yet, God, that he chooses to use imperfect people, I think it's humbling. And um, and others about what I can what we can believe about others that our words, um, our words can be a powerful blessing to people in our lives, whether it's our children, whether it's our spouses, whether it's our friends, um, people who are in um, our uh, discipleship groups, that our words are powerful and um, and even encouraging people when there's the tendency to deflect is to stop them and say, please listen, this is what God has given me to say to you in this moment mm-hmm. and um, and just receive it and relax in it and watch God, um, you know, fulfill his purpose uh, in, in your life. And so, yeah. uh, so I think that's for me. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Good stuff. Well, thank you, friends, for joining us. We encourage you to have your own spiritual conversation with a friend this week. 